0: Good afternoon and welcome back to the Restore Podcast. It has been way too long since I've been here. So as I am wrapping up October, I thought no better way than to kind of talk about breast cancer prevention partners, um, BCPP. If you have not heard about it, I am so pleased to work alongside them and I'm a part of an organization uh, known as Crunchy um, that are proud partners. So I think we can all agree that there is enough awareness about breast cancer, not to say that there's um, a problem with that. However, we need to start getting an ounce of prevention, which is worth a pound of a cure. Um, And so if you think about like all the stats, one in eight women, that is so eye-opening. Like that's like one person in my book club. You know, that's one gal in the office of team members. Like at the Thanksgiving table, that is one person at your Thanksgiving table or one person in your PTA group that is alarming, and this is something that again, it's been just so out of sight, out of mind, but then you know, we get aware, but then we don't do anything about it. And this is something that I think you know, as we know better, we can do better and make that commitment, so we're voting with our dollars. Uh, but that is so eye opening and heartbreaking at the same time. And the thing is, so many of these women just don't know that there are things that we can do to reduce this chance. Um, but like the other part of this statistic, which is even wilder, is only 5% is genetic. So that means 90 to 95% 90 means it's up to our environmental factors. Like cue the like sound alarm, like what? And so again, we can't avoid everything forever, but what we can do is work to minimize these things. And so I wanted to get on here and give you some tips and tricks um, and just things to think of to help you start prevention and to minimize the, and prevent any disease um, in all around us. Okay. Um, So stick with me. I know it's not really the most fun, but like, again, if one person takes one thing from this, then, you know, for me, that is such a win. You know, if you make a little switch, that is so fantastic. And I'm so happy and proud of you Um, because, again, who doesn't want to be there for their kids later in life or who would want their daughter or even son to get breast cancer, you know? So these are small things where, you know, I hear it so often too, where they're like, Amanda, really? Like, it's literally just a piece of candy. Amanda, it's literally just one piece of popcorn or one soda, you know, or one sugar, one lipstick and one body lotion. It's just like, you know, those add up to over 287 chemicals in one day at one time. Um, so, We're going to kind of dive into this, and I am really, really excited. So when I look at prevention, um, I'm going to focus on some foods that we should just kind of avoid when it comes to preventing disease. And so this is really broken down really, really well. Um, So I'm just going to begin. So processed meats, hot dogs, hamburgers, bologna, lunch meat, these are some big ones. And this is because it's due to the presence of nitrates and nitrites, that the IARC regards processed meats as a carcinogen. So if you do consume processed meats, it's best to just look for uncured organic meats from a grass-fed source. Um, next up is microwave popcorn. This is super important because the EPA recognizes um, <laughs> PFAs, which is a, I'm not gonna pronounce it right, but a pure acid. It's a chemical that lines the bag, essentially. And is likely a carcinogen as well. And also just putting the popcorn in the microwave. Like again, you're radiating your food, which can also lead to infertility. That is such a big one. Um, so stay with me. Um, I got to like charge my device because I've been literally doing content all day long. Um, but as we dive in even deeper, so I'm even looking um, as much as sodas. Natural flavor, natural color, um, artificial flavor, artificial color. You know, those are some big, nasty things as well. And they will definitely impact, including diet, filled with nasty additives like dyes, um, highly processed sugar, and empty, it's a, it's a, just an empty nutritional value. So soda just helps to move the body into an acidic state, which is a breeding ground for disease. Um, you may have heard it said before, Um, but I'll say it again as well, um, just to help out. But when your body is in an acidic state, um, sorry, real quick. When your body is in an acidic state, um, it's a breeding ground for cancer, just like artificial sweeteners, like aspartame, sucralose. Most people are well aware of the link between cancer and artificial sweeteners, um, But if you're looking that you need this bubbly fix to opt out, there are so many more toxin-free options like Spindrift, Kombucha, and now they've just come out with Olipop. Um, If you're not familiar with that, that is such um, a good, like literally it tastes like classic Coca-Cola, but it actually has way more benefits in it. Um, And just water with lemon, that is so huge to start your day. Um, But as we keep going, refined white flour. Most of you ladies here know the health implications white flour holds for us, but did you know that the high glycemic nature of refined carbs can feed cancer cell growth? it's so huge because it's also worth saying and noting that there was a journal published in the cancer epidemiology, myomarkers and prevention found that regular consumption of refined carbs was linked to 220% increase in breast cancer among women, Women, rather than refined grains, such as whole organic grains. Um, when you can, if you want to take a step further and really care for your GI sprouts, them are even first. So The big sprouted 12 are great. Ezekiel bread, sourdough, stuff like that. Those are literally just great switches. I'm not saying you can't have like, you know, your sandwich. I love a sandwich as next as the next person. Like those are like just so good. And I don't know, in the summertime, you just want a sandwich. Um, But, you know, just look, I mean, there's ways to ditch and switch and you're not missing out. You're not being neglected. And, And like, again, healthy doesn't mean nasty, right? So refined sugars, that's gonna be a huge one. I just kind of briefly touched on it, but cancer cells quickly multiply when we consume refined sugars because the cells can rapidly break them down and use them as a food course for growth. So the most common offender, as you know, and it's been everywhere, is high fructose corn syrup, which explains why cancer rates are so on the rise because literally it's in so many things that consumers buy. And I mean, I'll say this again, I try to stick to the outside rim of the store. I don't go in the middle aisles like at all, if I can help it. Um, And so, you know, if you're someone like kind of new to all this, I would encourage you to try to do the same. Your grocery bill is going to be so much better. Your health is going to be so much better. You don't even need to go in the middle aisles at all. Farmer's market is always great too. And that'll help reduce things too. Um, But there are plenty of healthy sweetener options out there too. Um, Conventional produce. So, did you know that 98% of conventional grown produce is contaminated with cancer causing and tumor promoting pesticides? Whoa! <laughs> like, I can definitely dive into the organic stuff later down the road. Uh, but this has been classified as carcinogens by the International Agency for Research of Cancer. So, again, these things have been researched, they know it. So, I mean, this is one of those things when you start knowing better, you just do better farmed fish. <laughs> that one is a big one and not enough people really think about this. Like, would you rather have your fish caught out in like a huge ocean or literally swimming, poundering, and like stuffed among all these other fish? You could see the color difference, the taste difference, the nutrition, nu- nutri- nutrient difference, sorry. But farmed fish are treated with pesticides to combat infection, infection and infestation with sea lice. So, This is huge because uh, the studies in Canada, Ireland, and the UK have found that cancer-causing polychlorinated biphenyls, PCBs, exist in farm-raised salmon at 16 times the rate of wild salmon. Bottom line, opt out. Just get truly wild-caught fish. Um, Trader Joe's has this option. Eat well, natural grocer, clovers. Um, Hy-Vee, um, schnooks will also have these, but you really, really got to look. So this is in your shrimps, all your stuff. You always want wild caught and that's an easy switch. Um, next hydrated oils we will never stop talking about the risks of this food group. Hydrogenerated oils have the ability to drastically change the cell, making them susceptible to disease, particularly cancer. So always avoid them. It guys, it's just honestly not worth it. Um, and so the big things, you know, this is just kind of mind blowing as well. I've talked about pink washing before, but pink washing is when a company or product uses the color pink to represent being supportive of breast cancer awareness, yet uses ingredients that are known to cause the disease. Like when you start looking into this, it is just so disappointing because it's like, you think you're doing something great. You think you're supporting, but if, the pink ribbon on so many personal care products, food and beverage items and cleaning products, if they were truly clean and helpful for our health, then why would they have all these ingredients that just simply just aren't um, The pink ribbon is if you guys don't know kind of the history. I always love looking into this stuff. But the pink ribbon was originally neither pink nor was it intended to be used as a marketing tool. It was a peach ribbon developed by Charlotte Haley in the early 1990s, and she watched her daughters, sisters, and grandmother suffer from breast cancer. She was determined to start a grassroots movement, so she sat down at her dining room table and crafted thousands of peach ribbons by hand. She put them on cards that read The National Cancer Institute annual budget is $1.8 billion but only 5% goes for cancer prevention. Help us wake up our legislators in America by wearing this ribbon. That's literally what it was for. Well, breast cancer was just starting to come out of the closet and a couple of major corporations had bigger plans. Estee Lauder and self magazine teamed up to create the second annual breast cancer awareness month issue. And they envisioned a breast cancer ribbon displayed on cosmetic counters from coast to coast. But they were told that somebody already had a breast cancer ribbon. So they called Charlotte, offered to partner with her, and take her peach ribbon national. Charlotte wanted nothing to actually do with them because they were so commercial. For Charlotte, the ribbon was a tool to inspire women to become politically active, not to sell product. But her vision was not to be realized. Estee Lauder and Self's lawyers advised them to choose another color pink a life-affirming color known for its calming, quieting, self-reducing effects was why the color was actually chosen. That's how the pink ribbon was born. And Charlotte Halsey's peach ribbon just kind of disappeared, unindated under pink ribbons ever after. So for so many women wearing the pink ribbon and participating in community events is important in validating again with the marches, the marathons, the five ks but the pink ribbon with its carefully contrived message about awareness and hoping for the cure, also serves to distract from a deeper public discussion about preventable cause of breast cancer. We hear a lot of the hype about pharmaceutical solutions for breast cancer, but not much about prevention, such as cleaning up carcinogens in the environment. We hear that fewer women are dying of cancer, but there's little discussion about how many women are getting the disease. We are told to take personal responsibility and make good lifestyle choices such as eating right and exercising, but there's barely whispers about the industry's responsibility to reduce pollution and use precaution. So this is just so huge because I don't want our consumers and our ladies and the people that are listening to be brainwashed greenwashed or now pinkwashed unfortunately and this is how companies use savvy marketing to sell products so don't let false claims trick you into buying products with harmful ingredients I know it can be so frustrating because this is so big where like I never thought in a decade we would literally have to keep looking at our ingredients and then keeping spies on our health which is something that is just you know so huge so now with pinkwashing This is going to be big, just like the greenwashing was. The term pinkwashing is associated with companies that use the pink ribbon symbol or use the support of breast cancer charities as a marketing technique. So often the pink ribbon is used to promote a product. Yet sadly, these manufactured products have proven to contain ingredients that are directly linked to the disease developed and are used in a manner that associates it with an increased risk of disease. I'll give you some examples as I kind of wrap up this episode, but I mean, I just want you guys to really be conscious of kind of what you're buying because again, when we choose to support different companies, we are always educating on true prevention, not just awareness. And we're always voting with our dollars. So make your dollars count. But examples of pink washing include KFC teaming up with Susan G. Coleman and selling pink buckets of fried chicken saturated fat can lead to cancer and that high fat consumption in teen girls increase the risk of breast cancer. Ironically, Susan G. Komen's own website points this out. Campbell's soup cans adorned with the pink ribbons. The cans are lined with BPA, a chemical known to change the mammary tissue and structure. BPA mimics estrogen and disrupts the hormones in the body. Many cosmetic companies will slap the pink ribbon on their packaging in October. The vast majority of these products are loaded with parabens, toluene, petroleum products, lead, and more, which are all linked to breast cancer. Pink plastic water bottles. Plastic water bottles are literally, and again, single-use plastic. Those plastic is getting into our tissues. It takes twenty sec, twenty-six seconds. To get into the bloodstream so when you're using a pink plastic water bottle or plastic water bottles they are known and made with the disruptor bpa bisphenol a smart water has pet's which are polyethanol um again i'm not going to pronounce some of these absolutely correct um, but i'm trying my best so pet's is the short answer which are just as harmful so chemicals in pet plastics have the potential to interfere with estrogen and other reproductive hormones, just as BPA and phthalates. But so, big, big things as we kind of wrap up breast cancer charities raise an estimated $6 billion each year. However, only 16% of that is spent on research of the disease. That means the other $5 billion is being funneled into other areas, including marketing more pink products in their pockets. Now, I adore and love the color pink, but let's be honest, you know I'm a black, white, gray person. But I also believe awareness, action, and research are incredibly important on this topic of pink washing. So think before you pink, a project of Breast Cancer Action launched in 2002 in response to the growing concern about the number of pink ribbon products on the market. This campaign calls for more transparency and accountability by companies that take part in breast cancer fundraising and also encourage consumers to ask critical questions about pink ribbon promotions. Breast Cancer Action's mission is to achieve health justice for all women at risk of living with breast cancer. But just like, again, I'm a fellow woman and my mom literally last year survived breast cancer. But what we deserve most We deserve transparency because when you know better, you can do better. So you can always show support for companies who will educate on true prevention, like the one I partner with, Crunchy. Crunchy will also donate uh, money to breast cancer prevention. So it's donate.bcpp.org slash Amanda Alcamo. Along with this is, again, making sure that you are just reading your labels 5 to 10% of ca- cancer, I said this at the beginning, is genetic. That means 90 to 95% of breast cancer is related to environmental factors. You know, this can be really, really scary, but what this also means is we are in control of this. So I'm not saying that we can avoid this altogether, but our goal is we should be minimizing this. So again, I look at breast cancer, like sources you can look up, Breast Cancer Fund, the American Cancer Society, the California Breast Cancer Research Program. Um, But yeah, again, like, thank you guys so much for listening. It's good to be back on here again. I had to get this in as we are wrapping up October um, because, again, this is just such a big one. Um, But yeah, like, share, comment. I'm happy to be back to the Restore podcast. You can find my link on Spotify, Apple Music, and I look forward to tuning in more often. Thanks are you a female entrepreneur? Are you a stay-at-home mom? Or do you have an awesome hobby that you are so passionate about? Well, good news. This podcast is for you. It's the Dr. A Way at the Restore podcast. So each week I'm going to be interviewing different women and their stories of how they're kind of getting through life and making it work. But I hope you sit back, grab a glass of wine and tune in each week. And I hope most importantly, you enjoy.